Welcome back to the weekly four interruptions podcast. Um, we're up to interruption number three. So when four will come remains to be seen. And we begin with part two of our podcast. Um, Mr. Levantine, if you want to go back, uh, bring us back up with Supreme Court and student loans. I was going to say, I think it's interruption number four, because I was in the middle of watching Matt Stoney eat an adult happy meal in under one minute. Um, yeah, but interrupting you watching whatever you watch is not an interruption to the podcast. <laughs> um, it was an interruption to the interruption of the pod or something. I don't know. Anyways, but uh, yeah, so basically um, they tried to block it. Um, Who's that? A Wisconsin taxpayers group. Um, it was an emergency application to the Supreme Court. Justice Amy Coney Barrett denied the application. Um, so basically, this was an attempt to block it, um, and it failed. And um, I guess that means that it'll move forward, which I think will cancel. Uh, here we go. We'll cancel up to $20,000 in student debt for millions of borrowers. So the question now is what that will do to more ongoing inflation. You're putting again, more money back into the system. Um, inflation numbers are already sky high. This will not help things. Um, so it's going to be quite interesting to see um, what this does. Um, again, there are a lot of people out there who need it, but a lot of more people who are like, I paid off my student loans and now these are being forgiven. It's like, uh, why, why did I work so hard if um, to pay off my loans, they were just going to be forgiven for me, which is a exactly. very valid feeling. So um, that's kind of more along the lines of how I think, but, um, but uh, again, um, luckily I'm very lucky to have been beneficial uh, of not having to receive student loans, but um I, I see how people who have received them can feel either way on it. So, yeah, I mean, the issue is so there's a few factors here. So, yes, I, I agree with you on that. Um, I think it's um, you can do the math. It's eight million. Wait a second here. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. I see it. I just saw this. something like 8 million people, uh, more than 8 million people already submitted applications for the program. So what's 8 million times 20,000? 8 million times 20,000. Well, not all 8 million, are, I think, are right. going to get forgiven. But... And they don't, they, don't, they don't all necessarily have 20,000 in debt. Right, but it's whatever. up to 20,000, but that's, yeah. that's 1.6 E11. It's a big number. Um, uh, I'll tell you in a minute how much it is. So, what did you say again? Eight million times twenty thousand. Eight million times. That's the worst. Twenty thousand. Let's add another thousand. So that's a hundred and sixty trillion dollars. Holy. Is it one point six trillion? No, it's one point six trillion. I don't know. I'm asking you. Oh God! I oh my goodness! Now what? I think she's still sleeping. Regardless, it's a ton of money that will. Um... Yeah. So now the thing is, what's also interesting in this is that if 
so you know you made a comment about money supply actually money supply is decreasing um which is interesting but m2 money supply is decreasing right now and has been decreasing for the last couple of months which is good um the problem is there's the government's taking on more debt and right now i don't remember the exact percentage of the budget that's going towards servicing the debt but um if the debt numbers continue to rise, um, the budget's going to. Let's just assume even the budget continues to grow, um, more and more of the budget. Uh, whether, it's, a, it's 160 trillion, by the way. So yes, is that, 160 trillion. Yeah, that's holy moly. No, because um, like you said, I'm sure of those eight million, many are not eligible for it because there's a bunch of criteria to actually get it. Um, but. Um, so this is just more debt that the government's taking on, which our kids are going to be responsible for. And it's only, and more and more of the budget is going to go towards paying off the debt, which means um, it's going to be less money available. Sorry, it's for... $160 billion. It's not trillion. It's $160 billion. Yeah, okay. My math so... was awful. $160 trillion is ins- insanity. Well, so... Oh, yeah. $160 billion is okay. Compared to $160 trillion? Yeah. Yeah, okay. The entire U.S. <laughs> GDP is... Hold on. The entire U.S. GDP is twenty point nine four trillion in twenty twenty. So yes, that would be eight times the mm-hmm. U.S. GDP. As we were saying that number, I'm like, that sounds ridiculously too high. Yeah, one hundred and sixty billion makes way more sense as the top line number. Yeah, but still an insane amount. But yeah, it's not it's not one hundred and sixty trillion. Yeah. So um, so that's that's um. Yes, that's the biggest issue there. Really, is the growing debt, Um, and I I also think think, I think inflation is bigger than the debt. One hundred and sixty billion, unfortunately, is I mean it's a lot of money, but it's as crazy as this sounds. It doesn't move the needle that much, Um, but one hundred and sixty, one hundred and sixty, it's the inflation number that could really hurt the economy. Well, Um, yeah. And well, and that's the other thing. So the other thing is that while yes, absolutely inflation will hurt the economy, on the other side of it is what is eight million voters worth to mm. the midterm elections? Well, you're assuming everybody who's getting this will vote, which is a huge assumption. For sure. Um and highly unlikely. Um, but no, that's that's extremely valuable. And yeah. I and exactly and exactly what the goal of this is for the. Although it's funny, right. it's it, this is more goes along the lines of: Do they really think about all the Democrats as being the ones to kind of think and get this done, or is it more the president? Like, I, I make the argument that this would have been way smarter for him to do in a year and a half from now uh, than it would be right now. Um, because it's really going to be his administration who's going to try to take credit for it. Um, so, yeah. Um, but I think the timing so close to the midterm election is just suspect. Oh, uh, I mean, I mean, it's pretty, it's it's pretty see through. Um, so, yeah. Moving right along with the U.S. midterms, that is the next topic. Um, the races have tightened up. Um, Republicans have started making gains in the Senate. 
um, uh, with 538's new data coming in. Um, the election is, for those unaware, two weeks from Tuesday. Um, it's now the Senate forecast. Um, it was 66-33 Democrats. I won't put, now it's 59-41 Democrats, um, um, which has shrunk. And Republicans in the House are now almost 80 uh, 79% chance to win um, in their forecasts. So um, the polling has races tightened up. A key races for people to watch is Nevada, where Adam Laxalt is a uh, Republican going against Catherine Masto. Georgia, where Warnock is, is against Herschel Walker. And those are the two most likely races that might swing this election um, if you see the Republicans both win on that, they have a, a that means that they're having a very good night. You see the Democrats win those states, highly likely the Senate will remain Democrat. Um, the House, more than likely, way more than likely, um, will go um, will go uh, Republican because of the new redistricting. Mm, who does the redistricting? Like, I can't remember. Is it? Uh, state it, state legislatures. No, but I'm saying like there's like a political twist to the redistricting. So is it that oh, the Republicans yes. are trying to move space out Democrats, or is well, it vice versa? That, or what they want to do is what they want to do is make certain districts extremely Democrat in order to free up more ones that might go 55 45 Republican. So it's at state legislatures allowing people to kind of carve up districts, basically to try to help their party take more. S- Potential seats in the House based off of population demographics um, in terms of how people vote. Hmm. So, um, uh, still a lot can change in two weeks, but uh, very, very interesting. Um, very, very interesting um, things going to happen. And again, um, a lot of people talk about the uh, filibuster. Um, filibuster honestly really only kind of uh, in terms of getting rid of it only if the Democrats take both control of the House and the Senate um, again will they likely get the filibuster down but the, when taking control of the Senate they probably need 52 votes because you have two Democrats who said that they won't move on the filibuster um, mm-hmm. so if the Democrats get more than 52 votes in the Senate um, that is something that they will likely try to do. Um, and they can still get rid of the filibuster, but if it's a Republican house then the bill's not going to pass, um, that would, they would try to get done. So it would never even make it there. So, um, that's, you basically need 52 Democrats. If you want to see the filibuster removed, 52 Democrats in the Senate, as well as the Democrats winning the house, which is highly, highly unlikely. Crazy. Although if the Democrats do somehow win the house, my guess is they will also have 52 um, senators because that means there's just such a blue wave happening that that will happen. So it's still probably maybe 20% chance. It's probably 18 to 20% according to 538. So that is what's coming up. Everybody highly encourage you to go vote. Um, uh, uh, I, there's a big race in Harris County for our judgeship. Um, uh, there is a governor's race in Texas as well um, yep. going on and just strongly encourage everybody to get informed on issues and to vote. So get out and vote. Except for you, Mr. Levenstein, 
because that would be illegal. I will drive my wife to the voting station if she asks me to. I love that caveat, if she asks me to. I somehow think she's not going to ask you to. I've gone with her before, but yeah. I'm not um, allowed inside, but you know. They should never allow you inside. If non-American, if non-American citizens cross the threshold, reality ceases to exist. It's sort of like dogma. Oh, I thought maybe they just shoot them on sight, but um, <laughs> I guess uh, we don't live, thank God, in that country. I think that'd be a bit extreme. Would it? Yes, it would. Um, moving on to our next topic, gas reserves. This will be a short one. This just sort of tiles into the whole student loan thing, which again, you know, we're depleting our national gas and oil reserves to keep the price of gasoline down. And um, all this happening around the midterm elections, again, it's just, it's just really frustrating. And I get it. Fossil fuel is nasty and dirty. And I, under, I appreciate like there's cleaner options that we should be pursuing. But um, all of this is happening um, because we blocked U.S. energy from um, being, you know, from free markets, basically. And so now, because the price of gas was getting too high for people and voters, the government is trying to push the price of gas down by releasing gasoline from our national reserves. Um, and it's just bad. It's 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 good politicking, I guess, because you know it makes people like think favorably of Biden and all the things that he's President Biden and all the things he's trying to do for the people. Um, but or it's overall supporters. just so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what ends up happening with this in Europe, especially um, with the gas reserves because of high pricing and fossil fuels and. And Russia. this huge in Russia and this huge um, push for leftward um, moral, moral, posturing. especially in in, uh, in Europe. So it's going to be a fascinating summer. Yep. Um, and we talk about uh, a very unstable truss. Um, the United Kingdom, the Prime Minister, after forty four days, the shortest. Prime Ministership in British history is done. Uh, Liz no more. Um, and your question you wanted to ask is, is really more stable democracy than the United Kingdom? Yeah, because apparently it is an, I mean, I, I, not apparently, it was an election coming up in Israel also. Yes, um, It wasn't as short of a, of a, of a, whatever you call it, um, Ten, not ten, uh, tenure, not tenure. What's the word I'm looking? Well, anyways, but um, short time frame. But uh, but yeah, you know, it's just funny that this is this is happening. But um, I love watching videos from British Parliament. I mean, if you're ever bored and you just want to watch entertaining, passive aggressive, um, you know, really polite people, um, then definitely you found watch. yourself in Great Britain. And watch the, but you gotta watch the the House of Commons because Lord have mercy, it is awful. Um, but um, yeah, at the same time, yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, there's been there's been a lot of turmoil there, um, and uh, it's it's really entertaining to watch. Um, I guess the I think 
The big difference is in Israel, like, if the prime minister was toppled like Truss was, there would be a general election, but it seems like in the UK, the Conservative Party still gets to nominate their own candidate, and um, so apparently, like, almost any any Conservative can, like, throw their hand in the ring if they get, like, 100 support signatures or whatever, then they can go and become prime minister. And when I was reading that, it made me think of Ali G. <laughs> uh, if, I don't know if you ever saw the original Ali G movie, but that's sort of what happens to him. What happens to him? He basically, like, it's Ali, you, you know who Ali, like, you know the character Ali G? Yeah. So basically in the movie, like, uh, like he goes into he goes to represent like his neighborhood but it's like because there was like no interest and like he only needed like a handful of signatures to get that seat in the house of commons and he got it and so then all of a sudden Ali G shows up in the house of commons and I feel like this is like you know anyone can become prime minister of the United Kingdom um, in this current environment um, I mean Boris Johnson was the crazy mayor of London who never everybody would ever thought would be prime minister um, <laughs> and it's um, yeah. You really, Great Britain. You you have no idea what's to expect. As soon as our friend Hanan Wolf got there, shout out to our friend Hanan. The Queen died. They've had a change in prime ministership twice. I was like, what have you done to that poor country? Hanani. <laughs> um, moving on to our next topic, and my daughter is crying again. I hear that. That's unbelievable. Um, okay, here's our. F- well, I think she's gonna go back to sleep. So let's just quickly finish. There's only a couple more topics. Um, up to random. I'm hoping she just winds and falls back to sleep like she just did before. I don't know how often this is because half the time I'm sleeping and not listening to this. But these kids, man, I'm telling you, like, just sleep through the night, kids. Really. 12.30 in the morning. Um, happy 67th birthday to Sheldon Whitehouse, the junior senator from Rhode Island, who is unlikely to ever be in the White House. The perfect political name to run for a higher office, but he is a pretty far left um, Democratic senator um, whose name almost never gets mentioned. So a happy 67th birthday to a White House unlikely to ever live in the White House. I've never even heard of him. Yeah, it's an amazing name, though, isn't it? Like, it's a great name. Like, be like, uh, I'm trying to think of like the perfect name for you, um, for what you do. Like, if your last name was Joseph Golden Circle, uh, or a section where you actually work. I how about a, Joseph Levin Sastine? Levin Sass, ah. That would be good since you love the SAS. I love the SAS. Um, or B2B. Preferably B2B SAS. B2B SAS, exactly. Um, Yosef B2B Levin Sastine. Uh, it has a nice ring to it. What would we call you, Steven? Mm. Oh, okay. uh, let's let's keep moving on. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't like where this is likely to go. Um, so happy birthday to Sheldon Whitehouse and a happy 58th birthday to the Vice President of the United States Kamala Harris Um, 
Um, we pray every week in our synagogue for the health of the president, vice president, and all the constituted officers of this land, um, of which she is one. So wishing her a happy birthday kind of fits in line with that. Um, it's going to be fascinating in 2024 if Biden doesn't run. She definitely runs. Does she get the nomination? Um, does the party rally around her? Do it, it, It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating um, uh, event uh, if Biden decides not to run again. Um, because for better or worse, she's likely to be the party standard bearer um, by her position. Doesn't mean other people won't run against her, but she will likely be the favorite if he decides not to run again. Um, mm, yeah, I mean, I would be actually pretty surprised if they rallied around her, but um, I mean, there's just so many things and that have happened just in her office and things that she said and I don't know. I think uh, I would be surprised, but you never know. Yep, you never know. Um, stranger things have happened. Donald Trump was elected president of the United States in 2016. <laughs> go back go back to the 1980s and 90s and tell somebody there that, I mean, the best is in 1985, Marty McFly in Back to the Future goes back and tells Doc Brown in 55 that Ronald Reagan becomes president of the United States. And he's like, the actor? It yeah. seemed insane. Go back to the 1980s or 1990s and tell somebody that Donald Trump becomes president of the United States. I mean, that 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 blows anything else away. Yeah. So, um, that is that is that on that. And finally, a happy 43rd birthday for some good news, anchor and office. Um, Mainstay John Krasinski, um, married to Emily Blunt, uh, starred in A Quiet Place. I didn't see if either of the movies, so I don't know if he's in A Quiet Place too. Um, but um, a happy birthday to John Krasinski. Um, seems like a really good guy. Um, appearances could be deceiving, but seems just like a quality family man type guy who... Um, who uh, wanted to give people some good news. I really like him. I'll just start with that. And happy birthday to you, John. Um, I actually think my favorite roles that he's played were um, 13 Hours and um, in and as Jack Ryan. On, uh, Jack Ryan was very well done. I highly recommend if anybody has not seen that to see the Jack Ryan series. And even in um, what's it called the Quiet Place. Hey, did you see that? I didn't see that. Yeah, he's in that. Um, and um, apparently, season three of Jack Ryan is coming. And so, oh, really? They're making another one. Uh, looks like it. It seems like with him. This, uh, I I learned many different things on our podcast. I'm telling you, I hate the way digital media works. Either you go to these websites 
And you have a zillion ones. Oh, stupid. apparently season three will drop on Prime Video Wednesday, December 21st. There you go. Oh, winter break is going to be a little bit better. Um, um, and they're yeah. going to premiere all eight episodes on that day. Amazing. So it is a binge watch. The only yes. problem is then you have to wait and... Um, um, I thought the first season was a lot better than the second one. I agree. Um, the second one was still a quality show. Don't get me yes. wrong, but um, I just thought the first one was a lot better. Uh, I so I'll say um, so so um, yes. I think um, so. It's funny, like so. First off, but by the way, in thirteen hours, also he's in thirteen hours. He does a really good job in that movie. I don't think I saw that. Oh, it's a great movie. And he, he just, he does a really good job in that also. It's a great cast, I think overall. Um, but, um, yeah. What, and, and which one is the 13 hours? Is that about one of those assaults? It's Benghazi. Oh, it's Benghazi. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really good. Um, the, the Jack Ryan character, you know, I mean, he's going up against Harrison Ford in my yeah, mind. Some of all fears. Um, Clear and present danger. Um, Clear and present danger. And, and then Ben Affleck also did a good job. I really liked that movie that Ben Affleck played Jack Ryan in one. World. No, some of all fears. Some of all fears. That was it. Uh, um, I thought that was very well done also. He, he did a good job of that. But the show, I think he does a really good job of playing Jack Ryan. Um, the only criticism I have on how he portrays Jack Ryan is that. Um, Jack Ryan's supposed to be a bit of a nerd, and he's not very. He's John Krasinski. He's not nerdy. Um, well, so. he's very nerdy at the beginning of The Office if you kind of watch it. Um, um, but they kind of change that character around, and uh, and it's tough to have somebody come off as a nerdy who's just so likable. Yeah. Um, and and um, as well as not only just so likable, but uh, just good luck making him seem clumsy and 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 not yeah it's like he's uh, yeah uh, i don't know what the he's word not clumsy. I'm for. i know that's that's what i'm saying i don't know what the proper what the word is i'm looking for but yeah um, but um just, yeah the uh and the other person i mean i i don't know if yeah i think john clark is in the jack ryan series but john clark is Still my favorite um, Tom Clancy character. Who's John Clark? John Clark. Okay, do you remember in Clear and Present Danger? um, I haven't seen the movie in so long. That's the problem with some of this stuff. You don't don't remember. Okay, so in in Clear and Present Danger, William... Do you remember Willem Dafoe is in Clear and Present Danger? Okay, some of all fears. Remember, there's uh, Liv Schreiber goes around killing people for John Clark. Yes. So that's that. Sorry for Jack Ryan. That's John right. Clark. John Clark is basically. I mean, he has a one of the, the book where he comes out is called like the Tooth Something or Other. Uh, actually, there's a series called Without Remorse. I forgot about that. Oh, they actually have a show on him. Um, I'll send you that afterwards. But anyways. Um, He's basically like the he's like the the hip he's like the fist he's the stick that that Jack Ryan uses. Got it. Hey, Arya. Oh wow! It's not just me who gets interrupted by their kids. Cuddles. It's you too. Okay. Well, that also wraps up our podcast with our fourth and final interruption. So, Mr. Levenstein, 
congrats on this two-part uh, podcast that might have been slightly interrupted, but um, I'm just glad we got it done, and hopefully our listeners enjoyed it as well. Absolutely, and go Astros. Go Astros. Have a good evening. Good night.